You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Okay. First day back. Are we ready to leave? School shoes on? Check. Coats and bags? Check. Smile on Aoife's face? Check. Smile on Sean's face? Check. Huge smile on Mum's face? Oh yes! Woohoo! Let's go! School bags and school shoes from Littlewoods Ireland. Back to school victory celebration from Mum. From Nike to Clark's, find the back to school brands you love at littlewoodsireland.ie Welcome to Preach, Kev, Preach. We are the Prophets. Here with another episode, another sermon. And on this Thanksgiving day, we are here to talk about some football, talk about some basketball. Hey, and, uh, you know, after everybody is all stuffed and full, man, I don't, I might not make it through the show. <laughs> yes, Thanksgiving, so a lot of good food going around, mac and cheese, turkey, everything you can think of, really. Man, I'm trying, trying to tell you, my first thing was to look for the mac and cheese. That's the only thing I really want. As long as I get that, I'm going to be satisfied. Oh, yeah, mac and cheese is top two and it's not two. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I mean, we can go, go right into the show, man. So, we we had, we had NFL games today, obviously. Um, for the first one, Bears and Lions. This is a, another surprise quarterback change. For the Lions, I'm thinking Driscoll's about to play. All of a sudden, this guy, the last time we we, we, we seen him was playing for Purdue. Be, when, that's when Ohio State took that big L that, that, that one time, two or three years ago. Uh, I want to say, I, I really can't say his name, Blow? Like Blau? Uh, yeah, Blau, something like that. Something like that. He, I mean, the Lions, surprised was that. I, I, I was scared with Keenan Galladay, not going to lie. I took him out of my fantasy lineups and instantly regretted that decision. But... The the Lions the Lions play well for the most part. Um, we have to we have to give props when it's due, bro. And uh, a guy we always harp on, Mitch Trubisky. He he played great football today. Yeah, Trubisky played great, but that's really the problem with him. He'll play great like he did today, and he'll be bad or just inconsistent, inaccurate some other games. So you never really know what you're what your ceiling is with him because some games he'll get to 300 yards, three touchdowns, and some games he's 125 yards, no T, two picks, you know. So you need a better range of outcomes for him. 
Yeah, that, now that's definitely true. Now, <clears throat> we, we were deciding, you know, between, you know, who to play in your DraftKings and your, your fantasy lineup. Can we trust Anthony Miller? Can we trust David Montgomery? Can we trust Allen Robinson? And this was this was one of those games where it looks like the Chicago Bears offense looked like, you know, a Kansas City Chiefs offense as far as we can trust multiple people. Now, if you didn't if you if you didn't get the opportunity to trust them, well, you probably lost it. But this Lions defense, it was the matchup and the Bears offense looked good. Now, are we saying that the Bears offense has has resurfaced back from last season? Probably not because the Lions no. are like dead last in passing, dead dead last in rushing, so you can't really put too much stock in it. But it, I guess I guess when you when you have the matchups, you need to take advantage of it. Yeah, the Lions didn't they didn't play bad either though. Like you said, God, they caught well, like a seventy five yard bomb, and then Marvin Jones played good too. But the Bears is inconsistent. That's, that's that's their main thing. They too inconsistent. Yeah, they and a fantasy though. Yeah, oh, definitely. And Blow, he he didn't look he didn't look too bad. And it's, it's crazy how this guy just you know come out of nowhere and against a, a good Bears defense. He kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say torched him, but I mean, it wasn't a struggle. Uh, I feel like he moved the ball pretty well, um, and you know, on the last drive, try to win the game. You uh, he, he, he took a bad sack um, on third and eight, I believe, and it cost him like thirteen yards after that for fourth and fourth and seemed like forever. But I mean, it was it was it it was an okay day. I, I I guess the Lions can't really expect to beat Chicago Bears without Matthew Stafford. They're on two this season without him, so who knows? I think if Matthew Stafford plays. They probably win the game because both games were competitive with backup quarterbacks. I won't even blame it on Stafford because they had a chance to win this one. They were up pretty big, made some good plays and everything. But down the stretch, you know, the rookie QB kind of started to fade, forced some throws, took the bad set, so they lost. Yeah. Uh, any any stock into the Bears making a wild card push? Oh no, Bears are they're done because they're already six and six and. You would hope for a collapse from Vikings, Seahawks, 49ers. You would need at least four teams to collapse, and that's that's not likely at all with those teams already only being 8-3, So there's no way. Even with an injury, none of those teams would collapse enough for the Bears or Rams to catch them. Yeah, I'm – I'm like, um I'm right there with you in, in in that regard. I think I think the Bears is just a little too late. And like I said, you beat you won two games against the Lions. Uh I think I think they, you know, it, as far as major wins, can they beat the Green Bay again? Can they beat Minnesota? I you know, I don't I don't I don't think so. They got Cowboys coming up. Maybe maybe not. Uh, so they they still got tough schedules ahead ahead on their way. Teams that are, who are, who are already better than them. So yeah, I, I think I think the stock on them making the playoffs is out. Um, but like I said, it was it, at least for this day, it was a good game. They still would need Panthers to collapse too. So there's no way they would make it, even with tiebreak scenarios. Did you know it's a good win today on Thanksgiving? But they would need too many other teams to collapse in front of them, and it's just not gonna happen. All right, exactly. Um, moving on to the second game: Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys. Buffalo on the road. My you know my surprise team of the year. Up 23-7 as we speak right now in the fourth quarter with only 10 minutes remaining. And, uh, man, I, I'm i not saying like, – I, I picked the Buffalo Bills to cover the spread of, of, of seven points, but I, I didn't think it would be so easy. Um, Cole Beasley in a revenge tour. Josh Allen is playing is playing good good football today. Like, he's making good decisions with the ball. He's being the better quarterback on the field. Um, that's over the NFL passing leader, Dak Prescott. Uh, the only person playing good for the Cowboys – 
is is Ezekiel Elliott, and he can't do it all by himself. The the Cowboys defense has not looked good the last four or five weeks. Um, I think every team that played them is just it just torching them from the passing game and the running game aspect. Uh, Singletary looks pretty good out here, uh, and like I said, Josh Allen making mistakes, and yet you know as far as that bot snap fumble, still pick up the first down. You got. The kicker missing field goals and or hit the upright and still goes in. Like everything is going, not going the Cowboys' way. Yeah, the Cowboys, they've been inconsistent all year, too. They only can beat the bad teams, can't beat a winning team. So, hypothetically, if they were to still lose this game and their scheduling trend continues of only beating the bad teams but losing to the over 500 teams, they would be 9 7 and they would make the playoffs because they would. And that's they're gonna beat the Eagles and win the division. But I don't think they'll beat the Eagles in the rematch. I think the Eagles will win I won't say win out on the schedule, but they have easier matchups. But I still think the Eagles can beat them and then win other games and steal the division from the Cowboys and that'll lead to a Pandora's box of what's in store for the Cowboys. Yeah, and see right right now the the Buffalo Bills are driving there on the Dallas Cowboys eight. So you're looking to go up twenty six seven or a touchdown, thirty-seven. That's a blowout on Thanksgiving Day. Like that's you know that's that's pretty embarrassing. Like I think the Bills has has a ninety-nine point seven percent chance to win this game right now, where we speak as far as analytical concerns. So it's pretty much it's pretty much a uh, signed and signed and delivered uh, win for Buffalo Bills. And and we, we talked about my surprise team that after they got eight wins, when you when you play or well, when they had seven wins, beat Denver, beat Jets. All you gotta do is find a way to beat the Cowboys or the Ravens or the Steelers, or even catch the uh, who the other team they had to play. Uh, the Patriots. Patriots, right? So f- f- find a way to win one of those games, and you automatically in the playoffs. So now that they got it already, you're gonna be nine and three. <laughs> so there's only one wild card left open. Right. If you wanna be real about it, the the division is still in play too, because the Patriots. I won't say they, I won't say they will collapse, but it's still possible that something could happen where the Bills did steal the division. So the the Bills have a lot in front of them, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because like just, just what you said, your point. If New England New England loses to Kansas City upcoming or or the Texans this week, and and, and the Buffalo Bills are messing around and beat New England in New England, they have the same record. I mean, I don't, you know, of course you got different tiebreakers and scenarios, but you say like it's 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 a any man's game, and if Buffalo has a, a home field advantage, I mean. Trying to go, trying to go into that stadium where it's cold. The fans are going to be crazy, you know. Snow probably going to be falling. It's going to be really cold. Hey, <laughs> my surprise team, man, like your four niners would, you know, if, if they if they both get a both get a home court uh, home home field advantage. But yeah, I, it just like I feel like this Cowboys team. You talk about the Pandora box, like it just Dak. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's is it Dak? Is it Jason? Is it Jerry Jones? The defense not good. Like it's it's a lot of question marks. On his team, and his team is super talented. This is kind of like how we talked about, you know, the Browns, uh, how they're just too talented to be losing these games, and yet they still lose them. So, hey, and don't sleep on that Bills defense too. We didn't mention that the Bills defense is elite. Oh, oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. When uh, they actually they actually played pretty good against the run this game. I mean, Zeke went kind of crazy, 12, 12 for seventy one, but. That passing tech, that passing defense. Oh my gosh, that's that's. It might not be. It might not be Stephen Gilmore out there, but it's it's right. You know, in Patriots, but it's right there. Um, <laughs> but for real, I mean, like this Cowboys team is too many question marks, too many, too many unanswered questions. And is it time for Jason Garrett to go? Oh, 
the Cowboys, they're, they're in trouble because if they lose this game, this will be two games back-to-back where they will have been more, I'm going to say for sure this, this this game is more embarrassing than against the Patriots, but the Patriots was just bad situational management and basically being out-coached. So basically you've been out-coached two weeks in a row. Your kickers missed vital you know, vital kicks and that could have swung the game a little bit with points on the board. So Jerry Jones is not gonna be happy about this. So the Cowboys will have to reevaluate what they're gonna do going forward. I know it's still some games left in the season, but when you have Jason Garrett saying what he said about what his thinking was in that scenario about kicking um, the field goal against the Patriots, stuff like that. When you have that thinking going on and then out a little bit analytics team as far as what's the benefit of this scenario, the outcome of this scenario, stuff like that. When you're admitting that stuff to the media and then you lay an egg on Thanksgiving Day, they're gonna he's gonna be on the hot seat for sure. At, at least at least four flames <laughs> on scale of five. Right. Now we talk about like teams on the hot seat. Yeah, you got a couple different teams on the hot seat as well. Is 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 Jason if you had to rank where Jason Gary is on like the hot seat list, uh where where do you have them on your list? Do you have them top five? If so, what, what number or who who is in front of who who seat is more hot than he is? Because the question is, like you said, Jerry Jones has been he been hinting at this for the past few you know, past few weeks. He was mad that the Cowboys lost to Minnesota. He was last he was mad that they lost you know on the road in New England. I don't know why you you get mad about that, but uh, he was mad about that. And I I know he's gonna be mad about this blowout win uh, blowout loss to the Buffalo Bills at home. Number one, it may be a surprise, but it may not be. I would say Freddie Kitchen. There's no way he keeps that job. The Browns can win out. They can make the playoffs. It doesn't matter what the Browns do. Freddie Kitchen is out of there. He's not the right guy for that team. So Freddie would be number one. Uh, my number two would be Dan Quinn. I know the Falcons are, you know, they're they're trying to play the best they can the the half of the season, but they got beat by Tampa Bay, and I just don't see how Arthur Blank brings Dan Quinn back after this year. They've been decreasing in wins since 2016. They're going to miss the playoffs again. So since that Super Bowl collapse, it's been downhill ever since then. So I don't see any scenarios where Dan Quinn gets brought back. Uh, number three, I'm going to go Doug Marone from Jacksonville because they've been sliding the last few years and if we're being honest about it, the year they went 10-6, and six, that was really an outlier year because there was no Andrew Luck, and Deshaun Watson got hurt that season. And he had three of the Texans' four wins. He only played six games. So <laughs> the Jags won that division by default that year because they had the best defense and there was no quarterback who could stop them. So if you just look at Doug Malone, honestly, he's not head coach material. I doubt Nick Foles getting injured would be enough to save this job. He's always been... A middle of the pack guy, so I don't see how he keeps his job. That ten win season was just dumb look. So there's no way he stays. And then I would say number four for me, that's where Jason Garrett probably fall somewhere around that four or five. I would throw Adam Gase in as well. The only thing that may save Adam Gase is because uh, I'm going to put Jason Garrett in front of Adam Gase. So Garrett four, Gase five. The only thing that would save Adam Gase is. If Donald continues the training he's on, playing so good, and the only thing that would save Jason Garrett would probably be win the division and a possible Super Bowl run. But I still think at that point, 
keep Jason out. But my my personal theory is if you can't upgrade the position and stay the same, but based on what Jerry Jones has been saying, I doubt they stay the same. Uh yeah, I I think it probably just more more played his course. Like he's been he's been with the Cowboys since two thousand seven, uh, the head coach since two thousand eleven, and you know and sometimes you just need a different voice. It just kind of happened with the Marvin Lewis with the Bengals. Uh, it is it just sometimes it's just time to time to make a change, especially when you've been the same. And if I told you this year, Cowboys, the Cowboys will be one and two in the AFC versus the AFC East, not including the Patriots. Do you? What what would your reaction be? That wouldn't be good because on paper, you if you're the Cowboys, is more talented than any other team. You know, Dolphins, Jets, and Bills. You on paper, you would see the Cowboys as more talented. But we all know games are not played on paper. Exactly, exactly. You played it. You played a game and you blew up. Blew a game to the Jets. Struggle versus the Dolphins. And blow out by the Buffalo Bills, like to be and to be honest, you played the Patriots the best out of the other three teams. Um, you know that's kind of, that's the, that's kind of sad to say. And if you if you tell me that you're going you're going one and two in that division with you know but you know without the but without the Patriots, then I'm saying you're in trouble. And like you said, it, they they probably can't up, they probably cannot upgrade from Jason Garrett. I mean, I've heard rumors of of, of Urban Meyer or or Lincoln Riley, and yeah, I guess at, at least the names upgrade, but you don't really know what the NFL experience is that really an upgrade or not. Um, but it's 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 it's, it's kind of it's kind of a it's a, it's a strange place to be in if you're Jerry Jones because you know you like Jason Garrett, but at the same time, it's he's not helping your team anymore, and I don't know if he's really hurting your team, but it's not helping either. So I I don't know where where to go from there. Yeah, you can tell he's a likable guy and they play hard for him, but at some point you have to just change course and it may be time to change course because you don't want to waste. You're going to start paying your players, so you don't want to just waste your investment in these players and then have a coach who's just going to be building a pack every year. you got to find a way to, to upgrade. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm not sure what the upgrade is. Because there are, there are only so many elite coaches in the league. We know who like the top seven are with Belichick, Reed, Tomlin, Sean Payton, Pete Carroll. You know guys like that. And then you kind of have that next tier of you know Mike Zimmer. And I think in the right situation, Anthony Lynn, McDermott. So you you kind of have to find somebody who can on any given day put you in that realm of top ten, the top twelve coaches in the league. And, and Jason Garrett is not doing it. Yeah, and I mean, as far as being consistent and winning, I guess you can say yes. Cowboys, since he took over, Cowboys, you know, have one of the best records in the NFL. But I mean, when you go eight and eight and eight and eight and eight, and then you have your odd years when you're oh twelve and four, thirteen and three, but then you you four and twelve. You know, um, I mean, it's they they they're they're they are winners. Like I I, I would say this: the Cowboys under Jason Garrett have been winners. Now, because you're a Cowboys. The brand is Super Bowls. That's the brand, and if you're not getting it, there, it should be though. That, that brand been dead for twenty years. It's, it's exactly, but I guess everybody, <laughs> still, yeah, everybody still hold on to that nostalgia, you know, nostalgia crap. But that's that's what you know. That's where everybody, you know, when you're quote unquote the America's team, that's what has to take place. And you know, it's just it's, it's just a 
it is it is a, what what we used to know. And I guess I guess people have to realize that's not the Cowboys. But you know, making the playoffs is you know that's fine and dandy. But you, like I said, you got you got to win, and he hasn't proven it. So uh, I would say he's at the door now. I would be surprised if he's out today. If it, if it let's say like he he get uh, he gets home and Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones call him, and he's fired tomorrow. It wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think they would do it because you're you're still winning your division. And like you said, if it's based on the I can beat I can beat the bad teams, Eagles have a under five hundred record, then that means they beat the Eagles. Uh I I'm still on the fence of that they will win by default, meaning like, you know, the the Eagles Eagles I, I feel like the Eagles may slip up. I know the schedule is so easy. But I feel I, I don't know I don't know why I, I just feel like the Eagles gonna loot like it's gonna be a game where we don't expect it whether it's the Redskins or the Giants or even this this Sunday yeah, against the Dolphins it, it it shouldn't be now I'm now I'm saying it shouldn't be I'm not gonna bet on it but I feel like they will and then or then the the Eagles just they just for matchup wise they can't match up with the Cowboys and I feel like that's all the Cowboys have to do is get to that game and win and then you're in basically uh, so. Um, I don't. It just it's 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 weird. But Jason Garrett probably gonna save his job. I don't think I don't think winning the division will be enough. I think they ha- like you said they, you have to win a Super Bowl because I think I think he was gonna get fired a couple years back, but he won Coach of the Year. So kind of like you gotta kind of keep him. But you could have did the Toronto Raptors theory, fire the Coach of the Year, get a coach with and then your system like 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 you know they got Nick Nurse for the Raptors. They can probably get Chris Richards, who's a DC. You know he's been he's been a high. Uh, Ahead, uh, coach candidate for the past few seasons. Let's say they replace him with him, and then boom, the Cowboys twelve and four the next season, and maybe win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's the way the Toronto Raptors uh, went, and history repeats itself, so it's possible. But um, who who knows? I think they probably they probably had should have let him go. I think they try to you know they try to stay face because he's coach of the year, and you got to keep him. But I don't think that's always the case. Thank you. The right quarterback though, going a defensive coach should be their priority because look at the Belichick, Tom Brady, defensive guy with an elite quarterback, Pete Carroll with Russ, defensive guy with a good quarterback, when healthy, Mike Tony, Big Ben, defensive guy with a quarterback. So it does if work. they think Dak is the yeah, if they think Dak is the guy, they should do that because when you go an offensive guy, I feel like the defense starts to not even starts, it's just gonna struggle because your coordinator only does so much. Like they're not prioritizing that side of the ball like a head coach would. So that's why you have Andy Reid, who's he's gonna have a great quarterback season and good passing yards, but they won't have a good defense. Whether that's Philly or Kansas City, right? Whether whether that's Sean Payton, you're gonna have Drew Brees. You're gonna lead the league in passing and scoring all that kind of stuff. But throughout the years, your defense is gonna be spotty at best. Like every year, Sean people want to forget it, but every year Sean Payton and Drew Brees were together, and they were going seven and nine. Right. So with, without at least a middle attack top 14, top 15 defense, head coach and QB don't carry you so far. So if they think Dak is the guy, they got to go get a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I, I can understand the Lincoln Riley and your, your, your eyes all big, but, you know, you, you don't know if that's the right kind of move. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to the college ranks. I mean, I understand what Cliff and Kyler are doing in Arizona looks pretty good, but I wouldn't go a – college coach it's, it's too risky too many things to learn on the fly too many things to adjust to too much going on with contract situations i would just go with i doubt he does it but a mccarthy type of guy somebody like that even though he's the offensive guy if you're going to get a, a coach that's already been around the league that's like the best guy if you stay in house chris richard but i don't really see 
what they would do outside of that because I don't think going to college is the right thing. I understand Lincoln Riley's the hot name, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I don't. I don't think that's the college ranks is not the way to go. Um, what do you have, Jason Garrett, on your hot seat ranking right now? Um, I got him. I got him number four as well. I got him behind, of course, Dan Quinn, uh, Pat Shermer, and Freddie Kitchens is my top three, and I got Jason Garrett right above Doug Marone. Um, I, uh, for all the reasons, all the reasons you said, you know, Dan Quinn is not going to be enough to save him. Pat Shermer. You can't be an offensive guy, and your offense is 21 in rushing yards, 22nd in passing yards, and 24th in scoring. Uh, that's just not going to cut it, especially when you was in Minnesota. You was top 10 in both, in, you know, all three phases of scoring, offense, and, you know, rushing and passing. So, And then uh, Doug Marone, the team is going downhill, so it's time for a change. So uh, I think I think all of those have good reasons to have a coaching job opened up uh, this, this come off season. Hey, that's a good point on Pat Sherman too, because like I didn't have him listed, but I had him in consideration. I had Pat Sherman and uh, Matt Patricia on like the brink right there, just because if the Giants feel like Daniel Jones and Saquon, Evan Ingram, and Golden Tate, they feel those guys are the future. Pat Sherman's really not cutting it right now. I understand this is Daniel Jones' first season starting, but everything you just said, he's not cutting it right now. So. And they would have to probably move on just to go ahead and get a guy in place to grow with Daniel Jones and Matt Patricia. I understand it was your third string quarterback for the bad ill today. His, his basically his specialty is defense. Lions haven't been good on defense the last two years since he's been there. I'm not sure how patient the Lions will be, but I can see Matt Patricia being on a hot seat as well. And you'll probably get a kick out of this one. Bill O'Brien might be on the hot seat too. His, his clock management is terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it it is terrible. But you definitely going to see that this 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 weekend versus the Patriots. He gonna overthink it too much. But yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Patricia, you you know me, man. If you defensive, oh you you know you that side of the ball, you're not good at it. It's, 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 hey, it's time to go. In my yeah, so I, I'm right there with you. Um, let's move on to the college football playoffs. We had a a flipping, uh, LSU dropped to two and Ohio State went to one. Uh, we've seen Oregon, the Pac-12 team. You know, you know, I don't like the Pac-12 conference at all. Um, lose to Arizona State. That's Herm Edwards and Marvin, uh, Marvin Lewis over there. Um, lost to a team though. Arizona State was on a four-game losing streak. And when you have an NFL quarterback, Justin Herbert, you cannot lose those games. I, I just, I just can't see yourself losing those type of games. Um, but Oregon, Oregon fell out. They, I think they're maybe like nine or ten in the in the college football playoffs. Um, no, no, Oregon's like number thirteen. Thirteen? Oh, they fell thirteen. Okay, they fell thirteen. Yeah, they 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 fell out pretty bad. So they so they so they were going you going they they're they're done. Um, so really really four teams set Georgia. I I think I know a lot of people are kind of mad that Ohio State jumped, but in my opinion, I don't want to see you know I know I know it just how it ranks and how it is, but they don't want they don't want SEC versus SEC in the first round. I don't I don't think so. Um, so I think that's why. They, you know, that's why they made Ohio State jump jump over. I know Ohio State uh, got Michigan this, this, couple, uh, this upcoming week, so winning that puts them at number one, definitely. Um, but I want to talk about the teams on the outside looking in. So we know Georgia or LSU's, you know, one, one, one team has to lose, and if it's LSU, LSU may still stay in. Um, but for Georgia, we know if they lose, they're pretty much out. So I ask you this. So Obama at five, Utah with the Pac-12 championship remaining, uh, Oklahoma with a couple games in the in the Big Twelve championship, and Minnesota potentially uh, potentially the Big Ten championship against Ohio State. Um, who do you trust to get in there, uh, and why? Well, I think Utah is going to get in. Um, I think Utah is going to get in. Um, 
I would trust the most to get in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with surprisingly probably Oklahoma because Alabama for one they have to basically annihilate Auburn. That's not gonna be a walk in the park. And then the committee is gonna take into account that Alabama has a backup quarterback in now, and that they lost to LSU. So that's not gonna be in their favor. And then the biggest point will be they won't be in the SEC championship game while other teams will be playing conference championship games. So I think Alabama could lose out on all those fronts. And then you have Utah. They could beat Oregon, but the win will kind of mean less now just because Oregon just lost. So even though Utah's been playing good all season, they lost to USC. And then even with a win over Oregon, it won't be as impressive as it would have been if Oregon was 9-0 in the Pac-12 and the only loss was to Auburn. So Utah may get in, but just based on perception around Pac-12, their schedule, and even a win over Oregon won't be that impressive. But I'm going to Oklahoma because they'll play Oklahoma this weekend, and then they'll get a chance to win the Big 12 championship. If they can win both of those games pretty convincingly, you have Jalen Hurts, who's, I think, second or third in the Heisman right there with Chase Young and Joe Burrow. So... If Oklahoma can go out there and dominate their next few games, I can see them leaping up past both teams, especially if you talk about the Pac-12 championship. And it's a debate of Alabama-Oklahoma. With Oklahoma having that one more extra game on their resume, I can see them easily jump at Alabama because Alabama only played really one real great team. Those LSU ain't lost. Yeah, to to your Alabama point, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, we look at it like okay, well, you know they lost. You know, uh, let's say let's say for example, if Bama lost to uh, lost to LSU without Tua, then we will say, well, they didn't have Tua, so we're not going to kill them because if they had that, they would that would have been a better team. Blah blah blah. So you have to use the same argument if Tua, you know, now that Tua is not there, do you want to put them in because he's not there? And and that's you know, and you you, you can't just play one side. You have to play both sides of the fence on that one. So. With with that statement, I can see I can see why the committee would not put Batman in because okay is is the Matt Jones guy or Tua's brother good enough to you know to handle with the big dogs or the Clemson's and LSU Ohio State if Tua couldn't beat LSU you know what will Matt Jones do you know so, so same same situation so that's a you know maybe that's and maybe that's not a perfect system to where okay well maybe Matt Jones can do it you gotta give him a chance but the committee will they do it or not probably not. But with all these teams pretty much in the same boat, like you got the undefeated teams, yeah, a lot of teams at ten and one, and I, I think me and you both on the same pitch. I, I, I think we both think Oregon's going to beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship. I, I think so. Um, especially, I, I, yeah, I do too. So, with, with with that being said, we know Minnesota's probably not going to beat uh, Ohio State, or maybe not even get there to the championship game. Um, yeah, Minnesota is not a guarantee to even beat Wisconsin this weekend. Right, exactly. So that, Ohio State, Michigan. Minnesota, Wisconsin, both of those have, you know, playoff and Big Ten implications on both of those games. So, it's going to be a lot of big games this weekend. Uh, we already talked about Auburn, Oklahoma, Oklahoma uh, versus Oklahoma State. So, it's a lot of big games this weekend. Yeah, so it's, it's going to take Bama, like you said, a annihilation of Auburn. You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. 
If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP Individual Vision Plan at VSPDirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. To, because that's going to be their last impression for the committee. Okay, ooh, without Tua, they still blew out Auburn about 30. You know, it got to be something like that. Um, for, oh, yeah, yeah, it got to be like 49-0. Right, yeah, it, it got to be a complete annihilation, and Matt Jones got to look like the second coming of, you know, I don't know, Tua. He, he got to look like Tua as well. Like, he got he to gotta flourish an offense just as well for the committee to be like, you know what, if Utah loses and Oklahoma doesn't impress, we can slide them in there once Georgia loses LSU. Because, um, I, like I said, we pretty much we pretty much agreeing that Oregon will beat Utah, and we're, we're probably agreeing that LSU is going to beat UGA in the SEC Championship game. So, um, Ohio going to win out. Right, Ohio State's going to win out. So, so under, those, under all those scenarios, Ohio State winning out, LSU winning out, and Clemson winning out, the top three stays the same. Ohio State one, LSU two, Clemson three. So the four teams would probably wind up being Oklahoma if they also – Dominate as you said, Alabama has to do. Right, so we uh, it's it's, it's kind of be crazy. I'm you know I'm a, I'm hoping it's rival weekend, so I'm gonna hope my boys South Carolina can. Uh, I, I want them to scare Clemson. They ain't, they, probably, they ain't talented enough to beat them. I just want to like kind of how they did with Florida, scare them a little bit. Hey, no, they no, they, they caught UJ. Hey, they caught, <laughs> hey, they caught UJ. They, they, they yeah. caught UJ slipping, so you never know. But I think Clemson's there. Oh, they should win. They, Clemson should they, win. They, they, they've been they've been almost disrespected all season. Oh, definitely. You know, you, you know how you're undefeated. And, I mean, my personal thing is once the last season ends and the preseason polls come out, after that, whatever you put on film, that's how you're ranked. But Clemson, they are number three based upon what you see from Ohio State LSU. But people feel like, oh, they're the reigning champions, so they should be entitled to the number one seed just based off of last year. But I think once the season starts, you can't just go off of what happened last year or – preseason polls, once you see what teams are doing this year, you need to adjust accordingly. And Clemson, based on resume and what they've done with some close calls to UNC, they are number three. Ohio State is good on both sides of the ball. Most complete team in the country in LSU is basically the Oklahoma they had back in my field when they went to the playoff, I think. So I think it's just right in line. Ohio State won LSU two, Clemson three, and they still get that four spot. Now, Ohio State and LSU both went out. Uh, I know you value the Big Ten over the over over the over the SEC, but do you think let's say let's I mean let's I mean Wisconsin Minnesota let's just say one of them's number ten or less I mean ten or higher, and UJ right there at four. Do you think LSU deserves to jump Ohio State by beating a number four versus Ohio State beating a Minnesota or a Wisconsin? No, I don't think so because. Ohio State's going to play Michigan, who's French top 10 now. And then they're also going to play Minnesota, Wisconsin, Minnesota or Wisconsin, who whoever wins that game will be another French top 10. So two French top 10 wins back-to-back compared to LSU that's beating Georgia, even though they're a higher-ranked team. I think what LSU's done throughout the season, I understand the ranks are fluid, but just looking at the final ranking, that's when you take everything into account. So looking at all of that, I think Ohio State's dominance would keep them at one, and LSU would be at two. 
Right. Okay. Because the Texas, the Texas win, I was less impressive. Right. Okay. Yeah. I do want to see what your 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 viewpoint on that uh, situation. Hey, good news. Uh, so me and Rashad are in a fourteen team lead together, and we you know we co-own a team. We 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 kind of had two bad plays today. We didn't play Montgomery or Anthony Miller from the Bears, and obviously we played Montgomery. He probably plays bad. Bench him. He plays good. So that's what he's been all season for us. But uh, you know, we kind of we were debating between Dak and Josh Allen. Dak just scored a touchdown uh, late, and then they're down 26-15 with four minutes left. And now Dak and hey, Josh Allen, today. hey, they got the same. They, they right there together. So hey, we good. So we we made a good decision on that one. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right along. With, I'm right along with you in college football playoffs. I think I think the only the only major shakeup that will throw us in the loop is if Georgia beat LSU. I, I feel like if Georgia beat LSU, and it's a close game, like you know we predicted three game three points, five points. That they the committee already got their four teams. I think they're they're just going to flip flop Georgia and LSU. Yeah, I can see that happening. I can I can definitely see that. Yeah, because I don't think if, I don't think you yeah, can there, just. There's no way LSU would just fall out right. of it because they beat Alabama. So you can't just say we're going to put Alabama in based off of they lost to LSU head to head. How could you put just by putting them in by timing? Yeah, so you, you Georgia, can't. Yeah, yeah, if Georgia was to win. It was just flip flop. Well, I don't think in the flip flop, Clemson may go up to number two then because you can't leap over undefeated team game. That's true. That's you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I just uh, as far as far as I guess I guess you know as far as storylines, you know they they want to make the matchup storyline based because that that's how you get all the buzz. So um, I guess Georgia versus Ohio, see, and they want <laughs> I guess you kind of want Georgia to Ohio State because that's you know Fields playing Fields playing Ohio State. So I guess if if, if that happens. They want Georgia to be, you know, two or three to, to potentially see Ohio State in the championship game. Uh, you know, Clemson, Clemson trying to go for it all for a, a repeat, blah blah. You know, it's all it's all the scenarios that that, that you can live up to. So, um, yeah, I, we pretty much in the same boat of everything. Uh, I think it's going to be between Bama and Oklahoma, though. If if Georgia does lose, uh, how far does Georgia put uh, UGA? And can Oklahoma, you know, leapfrog Bama being two spots back? So that's going to be the interesting debate because if if Oklahoma wins this weekend and they go to six and Utah wins and it's still and they, and they go to seven, then you can tell the committee right then that they they want Oklahoma to jump Bama. So we'll see if that comes down to it. Yeah, and this will be the first year. Well, it's, it's still up in the air right now, but if it did happen, this would be the first year of the playoff that Alabama would miss it if they don't make it. It'd be the first time. Oh, first time, first time of everything. I say. Yeah, they can't make it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's how it goes. You can't make it every time. So let's switch into college basketball, where I want to hashtag it November Madness. <laughs> uh, we we seen a lot of upsets. Uh, first off, it started with Kentucky losing to Evansville on, the, on November twelfth. Then with the last few days, man, Michigan State took a loss in the Maui Invitational. Uh, North Carolina lost today to Michigan. Duke lost, I think, with overtime to SF Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So that's, no, that's. I mean, I, even though Michigan State not considered quote unquote blue blood, they're still one of the prestigious, you know, teams in in, in the in the country. All four of them took a loss there. They probably shouldn't have lost. And you know, you're gonna come back. You're gonna come back into it in, in the NCAA tournament. And we, we talk about this with Kentucky. Maybe losing this early to a team like they lost to means a lot because. Okay, anybody can beat you, and we've seen it. So you need to come, you know, you need to bring your A game. So it's kind, of, it's kind of wild that you know we we, we first thought we first talked about Kentucky and man, Kentucky don't look good. And 
Hickam, North Carolina, Hickam, Duke, Hickam, Michigan State, doing the same thing. So it ain't just Kyler Perry. It's, it's also Roy Williams, Coach K, and Bill, uh, not Bill, but uh, Tom Izzo. So um, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. And uh, Mark Few, yeah, he was almost on, on his list too. He almost lost to the Oregon Ducks today. He pulled it out. I think they won by one point. So it, it was it was close, man. Actually, pretty pretty solid, and Michigan is too. Like, on, even though I like North Carolina, losing to Michigan is not really upsetting or alarming to me because they're only going to go as far as their best player takes them. And Michigan getting that win, I'm cool with that because I was a, I was one of those people who was glad to see Jawan Howard get hired for that job. So I'm glad to see him get a signature win this early and kind of put that Michigan program back where it needs to be. And they're finally just really acknowledging the Fab Five with Juwan as the head coach. So I think they can start to get some good karma out of that just because they're finally embracing the Fab Five again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that makes a lot of sense now. Uh, I mean, like I said, it, it, it is too early to really be paying attention. I, I, I could care less about college basketball to an extent right now because we're in the we're in the, like the end parts of football and – my all my focus is there because you know basketball got so so many games, so many scenarios that can happen, and really nothing matters. It's a conference play anyway uh, to me. So I feel like all these teams right here are trying to find themselves, and once you find yourselves coming around January, that's that's where losing. You know, I mean, obviously you're not playing a, a Evansville or SF Austin, but if you're playing the the bad team of the ACC or you're playing the bad team of, of the SEC, you have to find ways to not. Come flat and lose those type of games. Like those are games you have to, you have to win because you never know if that's going to hurt your seeding. Is it's going to hurt you because you losing to let's say South Carolina, Kentucky. They they lost to South Carolina. Now instead of being that that one seed in this region, now you're the two in the same region as uh, let's say a Duke, you know, or North Carolina or anything like that. Now you have to now you have to go through them to get to the Final Four. So um, anything can happen, and and you need you need you need to you need to. Fix, fix, find out who you are because when it comes down to March Madness, man, anybody can be beat, and we see it every single year. So it's not like it's a shock. Oh yeah, March Madness, you know, it's a long way away right now, but some of the stuff that's going on now has, as you mentioned, future implications of seeding wise or, or as we talked about before, can an early loss kind of help these coaches as far as the motivational aspect of letting the teams know, like, hey, on any given day, if the shots are falling, if you're not engaged on defense, all that kind of stuff, you can lose to someone you feel like you're better than. And same thing about football. The games aren't played on paper. Like, a team can get hot, and they can beat you. So you got to bring your A game at all times. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> now, if we go into the NBA, the rule changes that they've been trying to implement uh, – I think we may be on different sides on this one. So, uh, Adam Silver is pushing for so for one rule changes. They're pushing for a shortened season. Uh, you know, they they kind they kind of credit it to the to the uh, load management situation. But you know, trying to change the game from eighty two to seventy eight is that really going to stop load management? I really don't think so. Um, no, it won't. <laughs> but I, I so in my, so in my opinion, so if, if that's the reason, so if you don't think it, if, if that's not going to change it, what's the point of changing the games down? Because we're still Kawhi's still going to you know a seven eight game. I'm still going to set out ten games, or I'm still going not going to play that 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 random Tuesday against uh you know the sorry team in the NBA. Let's say it's the 
let's say it's the Pelicans. I'm not I'm not gonna waste my time playing them. So I'll, I'll take my time day off and get ready for this game. I don't think four games make a make a huge difference on whether somebody can stay healthy or not. Yeah, they're just not embracing the fact that low management for the most part is here to stay. They're not embracing it. Because you can cut it down to sixty six games. Guys are still gonna play forty five, fifty. So it doesn't matter what number you set the schedule at, guys are still gonna sit out. You're not gonna be able to change that. Joel Embiid is somebody who's perennially injured or banged up. He's never going to play all 82. Kawhi is banged up. He's not going to play all 82. He's doing it now, but I'm pretty sure at some point on the back end, LeBron James will sit some games out. AD's going to sit some games out. The only person you're going to have that's going to play all 82 is probably going to be James Harden and Giannis. Almost like the stars because, I mean, you got rookies like Java Rant taking load management. So why do you think <laughs> some of these other guys won't take load management? It doesn't matter what Zion, like, think about him, when he comes back, he's going to be on load management, and based upon his his body type, and he's already showing some signs of a injury-riddled history that could be in store for the future, he's going to take load management. Like, the Pelicans are, he's going to be their box office drop. They're going to preserve him and try to keep him in New Orleans longer than they, as long as they can and not have him be the next Anthony Davis at all bolt town when he can. So low management is here to stay. I don't see why they think changing from eighty two to seventy eight would change that. Changing from seventy eight to sixty something won't change it. Nothing's gonna change that. And that that playoff idea, like the in season playoff, that was just a stupid idea. I I don't agree with that at all. So you have to figure out other methods for the schedule. Now I have some ideas about that and we can get into that later on, but one of my main ones is they should change playoff seeding because that'll help with low management because now you're thinking about – well, not low management. It'll just kind of help as far as, like, interest in the season as far as if I know I lost to Minnesota on this two out of three, instead of being a nine seed, we'll be a ten seed, and that could be a different matchup. So you'll kind of be more wary of certain teams you did rest against or didn't rest against. Stuff like that, or I think they should make divisions mean something. Because in every other sport, divisions mean something. But in the NBA, they don't mean anything. You can't tell me who won the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, you know, in the NBA, divisions don't mean anything. Like, who who's the Pacific champion? Nobody cares about that. But we know who won the, the AFC East or the NFC South, you know. We, we know who won these AFC West. We know who won the divisions. We know who won divisions in, in, in baseball or other sports. But when it comes to the NBA, you don't know who's the reigning division champion, but the teams still hang those banners, so they should make the divisions mean something. I mean, I have a suggestion on that. You should just realign the division. If you're going to go to open season, take away East and West and realign the divisions, because there's no reason Memphis and New Orleans should be playing in the West. They're mainly East, East teams, but based upon geography, they're the two closest teams to the West. So I think the just the schedule and stuff that they came up with, it's, it's a bad idea. They should come up with other ways, more creative ways to engage the fans and engage the players versus we're going to reduce games. Now you got to make a separate record book because everybody else's record book is based off of 82 games. Right, exactly. That, that, the 82 games, I need that that needs to stay. Now, if you talk like so between the play, between that playoff play-in versus what you're saying as far as the, you know, the reseeding, 
you know, I don't, you know, the, you know, one through sixteen. I don't like neither one. But if I had, if you made me choose one, I'm definitely choosing yours. Not this playoff play. Like, come on, you're the ten seed, and you think you you deserve a shot at playing the one seed. You know, you know, you 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 deserve that shot. No, and to me, I think this whole you know reformatting thing is is more of a it's more of a panic because we we well, we seen in the NFL where the Steelers would dominate the whole AFC. The whole like they they'll dominate every you know every single year in the in the seventies and eighties. Cowboys the whole nineties. Uh, Buffalo Bills the whole nineties. Um, <laughs> you know at least at least the first you know first four years. So we've seen we in the Patriots the last 18, 19 years. Like we've seen in different sports where teams you know dominate a, a side even in at basketball it was always the Lakers. So the, the East was good from the East dominated. You know whether whether it was Boston Pistons Bulls it was the same three teams. From what in the early '80s, besides the Sixers, that one year till '96, like it's always been, you know, it's been the it's been the same teams, the Lakers, Spurs. It's always been the same teams. So in my in my eyes, you're just beating, you're just you're just waiting for the inevitable of who's going to be at the end of the end of the thing. But I understand your thing with matchups. I, I do understand that. Um, now I would say this. Now what the what the what the NFL does and the Major League Baseball has. They don't have the East and West. American League, National League, you can be in the AL, but you can be in the AL East. You know, that's you know, that's the East teams, or you can be in the AL West. You know, that's different. Just like just like NFL, same thing. NFC East, NFC South. So I I think that's the more that's a better scenario, what you what you alluded to. I don't know what you would call it. You know, that's you know, that's not our decision. <laughs> but if you was to realign every single thing, keep the A two games, but you realign and you say you say this is the whatever, whatever, and this these teams be in it, and you have to make the division mean something. So I don't know if that, like, what what would you do? Would you like okay if you don't win the let's say for example Lakers and Clippers, if you don't win the division, if you don't win if you don't win the Pacific, you're going to be, you know, a bottom you know okay I guess you're already a bottom four team I guess, but I guess I think the I think the the rule is now is, um is is what three divisions on both sides right. Yeah. So three, so three is on both sides. So it's four top seeds. So uh, Clippers and LA both can get one and two, and the two of the division winners can get three and uh, three and four. But I feel like the the best way to make the division mean something is if Lakers win the division and Clippers don't, Clippers got to be a five, no matter if their record is well, better well, than would, you know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even do it like that. I would just say they have six divisions now. I would say change it. You just slightly realign it and then make it five divisions. And then, no matter no matter what, the five division winners will be the top five seeds. So that way, people are still playing for best record throughout. Because you know how it is when sometimes the West is it's deeper than the East, where you got the East with a 38-win team make the playoffs in the eighth seed, but on the West side, a 44-win team is missing the playoffs. Right. So, you know, at least with the divisions, the top five teams, because you want to incentivize win the division because if you don't incentivize it nobody would care about it yeah what's the point right so yeah so if you're gonna you have to incentivize so I would just say shorten divisions from six to five and then five division winners get the top five seed and then six through 16 would just be based upon your record so that way you get more intriguing matchups and stuff like that and then I think for us like let's say two years ago when the Rockets could have beat the Warriors. Like, what if that was the finals instead of the West finals? Like, that would have been way more intriguing than, I don't say 
way more because we didn't get to the finals out of that. But let's just say that was the finals matchup. Like, that would have been pretty good versus what we did get. Because at that point, the Warriors and Rockets, we knew they were on a collision course all season. And I feel like that would have been a way more in, enticing thing to watch than the actual finals matchup. And then it just gave guys like James Harden a chance to even get a chance to make, make a finals. I mean, I'm not sure what they would call the you know the final four you gotta give a name to it because instead of west champions or east champions you gotta give a new name so i'm sure they'll want to name it after bill russell or jordan or somebody they want to give it some type of cliche fancy name but i would just rearrange the divisions rearrange the playoff seating to make it more interesting because all the old stuff about the flight and travel and all that kind of stuff that stuff is useless now these guys got private jets they got team planes, all kind of stuff. So the flying thing across coast, that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I just think the you know the, my my whole issue being okay if it's you know a boring matchup. Let's say for example, uh, because you know you know you you Spurs fans, so you know you know your team is always playing something like Portland first round, right? Let's say Spurs versus Portland. That's the same thing as Spurs versus. The you know versus the I'm I'm just I'm just saying the team the Wizards like we don't care especially this season like we know they're not a championship team so all we care about is when the Lakers play the Clippers or the Rockets play the Clippers the Sixers play the Bucks Pacers play the Bucks like we, that's all we really care about we can care less about this first rounds you know because the first round of playoffs is really just the four or five matchup. Uh, maybe the three or six, and you you had those outliers where an eight beat a one or a seven beat a two, but it's very very rare. Um, and, and and that's just you know whether 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 you make the Spurs play the 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 Blazers first round or the Spurs play the play you know play the Hornets or something, it doesn't really matter. You know, in my, in my opinion, it's all it, my thing is all about the 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 end. And the one thing I do agree with that they, they should do is the reseeding of the conference finalists. That's also been talked about. So just like you said, with the with the four with the four things and and re, realign that, make the Rockets one, and then you know I mean Rockets uh, the Warriors were one, the Rockets would have been a two, the Cavs would have been three, and the four whoever, whoever that would have been in, in the last four final in the final four, and that's that's that that was the only one I think I can agree with right now. Um, that makes the most sense to me realign because you want you you do want the best one. It it just it is gonna be weird though because whenever you do the, the matchups, you're gonna say. Okay, what if they did that back in the day? Like, what if they realigned? Will we had gotten the? Will we have ever got the the Lakers versus the Celtics so many times? Will we had gotten the, you know, or or even Spurs versus Lakers would have been the championship, and we would talk about a whole different type of thing because you know Kobe. If Kobe would have beat Duncan, Duncan beat Kobe. Oh, who's better? We, we would have had that. I beat you in the finals, not the West Conference, but I beat you in the finals because. You know, Kobe beating Kobe beating Duncan and then lose to the Pistons does nothing for either one of them. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say, "Well, I beat you in the West Conference." Well, you didn't win the championship, so I don't care. That that's fine. But if it, if I beat you for the championship, it means something. Like, it means something when when Michael Jordan had beat Magic. It means something when Magic had beat Bird and Bird beat Magic. It, those those mean something. So I guess I guess you know when, when it's on the line, I would rather have the reseeding conferences. It, it would be like I say, it would be weird seeing the All West Finals or All East Finals, but. At least, at least I'm getting the best two teams. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a way better outcome if we had the reseeding. And I mean, what happened in the older, on the older playoffs and stuff like that, we really just couldn't, you know, think about old history because if we really think about it, back in the old history of the NBA or even the ABA stuff like that, 
sometimes there were all East matchups or all, you know, just all West matchups because they, based on what they had, they had to align it that way. I mean, so there were times where there was, you know, uh, Minnesota or Washington NBA Finals or whatever because the league had been around for a while, so there were times where it was the uh, uh, Knicks versus Rochester. Like, just weird matters like that. Syracuse against Fort Wayne. So back in 40s, 50s, 60s, there were times where there was a all-East or all-West thing before things kind of started to realign compass-wise in a, in a more outlined fashion. So, I mean, stuff like that, I wouldn't think too much about it. Yeah, we'll see what they're going to do. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know if they're going to go for it or not. Um, but my only thing about if you do if you do do open seating one through sixteen and give divisions um, the uptick, you would have to change the schedule from being an all east and west based schedule like playing fifty two and thirty. Yeah, you have to, I would say you have to play forty one forty one certain amount of team. Yeah, you have to play each team a certain amount of times or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, like whoever your division, you probably play them more, but you know the rest the rest of them it, like, like pretty much it, even. Yeah, do it NFL-wise where you have, like, a rotating division schedule or something like that where you have to play each division. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that'd be a smart thing. Um, So, you know, for everybody who, who had their, their grandma's mac and cheese and their auntie's fried chicken and you had a great day, you can make your your day even greater by going to mybookie.com. You can, you, can, you can bet on the Falcons and the Saints game. I think the Saints has a minus seven. So, hey, you pick, you, if, you, if you pick the Falcons to cover that, Hey, you might go home a winner. So if you if promo code twelve ounce sports, that's one two the number uh zero. I'm sorry, O Z sports twelve ounce sports. You can go on there and you can get a promo code, and you can you can start start your right your yourself in the right direction. Um, and maybe maybe take on some winnings. So tonight, Falcons, Saints, Saints traveling to Atlanta. Who do you have? Because I think. And I think I know what you're going. The Saints blow out the Falcons tonight. They should, based upon what happened last time. Like they should come in with a with a chip on their shoulder, based upon that last matchup. So they should come in and dominate. But would it been a short week? Who knows how the game plan goes? And I think the Falcons are going to be without Julio, so they won't have their best weapon. It may be a dominant performance by the Saints, but let's see how it goes. Yeah, and if we come, if if tonight happens and the Saints lose again to the Falcons, I will, I don't want to hear nobody say they're a, a Super Bowl champion team because you cannot lose, you cannot get swept by the Falcons twice. I just I just don't think a Super Bowl team can do it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you you can't you can't. So I don't believe it will happen. I feel like the Saints will cover that seven. So so uh, if you do betting on if you're betting on the Falcons, you're probably gonna lose your money. And if you and, and if you if you do win it, I'm sorry you was right and I was wrong, but. I have the Saints. I think Drew Brees come out better than last time. They had a slow start. The Falcons had shut them down. Don't think it happened this time. Um, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all on the Saints bandwagon for this week, even though it's short. Uh, I think Freeman's back. I want to say Austin Hooper may or may not be back. I haven't, I haven't seen the inactives, but either way, the Falcons are down. Julio Jones, and that saves us in fantasy book. We got Russell Gage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? After what um. Anthony Miller did. We didn't play him. We need everything from Russell Gage. But from the Saints, uh, from their point of view, I see it being an Alvin Kamara game. I can see. I can see that. Uh, I, I, I think, in my opinion, I think they're going to save him. I think you know having a knee injury that that, that that's going to linger. So 
whether it's Kamara or it's a mixture of Kamara and Latavius Murray, um, it's gonna it's, it could be a running trying to run game. But Atlanta is better at stopping the run than they are stopping the pass. So I feel like Michael Thomas still continues his record season MVP MVP. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, MVP season. He's really having an MVP season, and and I, you know I know it's a quarterback award, but at some point we have we have to realize, man, like. He did it with Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. It's not like he had the same core because I think that's a big reason why receivers never win is because they have the same core. Because so basically, if Mahomes throwing Tyree Hill all all sixteen games, how can you say Tyree Hill better than Mahomes? Mahomes is throwing him the ball like he's making the you know you would say that he's making more of the plays than than Tyree Hill is. So um, I'm going to I'm going to say that Michael Thomas should be he should be. Get some first place votes. Him and McCaffrey both should get some. Now, whether whether uh, people who vote on it want to want to waste that on, want to waste that on them, I don't know. But they definitely need to get more consideration. Hey, what game you more excited to see? 49ers, Ravens, or Vikings and Seahawks? Oh, as a Vikings fan, I would say Vikings only because they're making the 49ers travel on a one o'clock game, and I think that's kind of an unfair advantage. Uh, for them, but I, I don't I don't know when when they flew there, but I, I'm I'm gonna pick Minnesota Seattle. I think that's a because one it's a, it could be a tiebreaker game because let's say Green Bay or Four Niners win the division, they're gonna be the wild card. So would you rather play Dallas or Eagles, or would you rather go into Saints or <laughs> or Green Bay? So I think this is a tiebreaker game for them too. Well, you know I'm gonna look Four Niners, and I want to see them slow down this Lamar train so we can get some headlines about that. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm surprised. Hey, one surprise team with a win. Let's see your surprise team do. So that's preach, care, preach with Rashad, the prophets. Uh, we'll be back same time, same place. Yeah, hope everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving and enjoy some good food. All right, man. We out. forward. It's the one move we're all ready to take. And at the Audi Moving Forward sales event, we're ready to help you on that journey. All Audi dealerships are now open with tailored solutions to suit your individual needs, like the Audi A6 Saloon, with PCP finance from only €499 per month. Now is the time to make an appointment. Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung durch Technik. Terms and conditions apply. Our schools are reopening, but how will the plan work? In this week's Sunday Independent, we assess one of the biggest challenges yet for Ireland's COVID-19 response. Plus, the inside story of Adrian Donoghue's murder by the detective who led the investigation. Paul Kimmage interviews Sonia O'Sullivan and finds her asking, what comes next after sporting success? And Life magazine meets the babies who were born during the darkest days of lockdown. The Sunday Independent. Real stories worth paying for. In print or subscribe at independent.ie. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.